4. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and bees and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast once again. It's me, Muzaki Zaina, your boy. And today we have... Boy. <laughs> well, <laughs> you already heard a voice. Today we have a very <laughs> special guest all the way from wherever she is from. The Maldives. Ooh. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Nuha. Yay! And the crowd goes wild. <laughs> you know, when I introduce you, whenever whenever I host a thing, and then mm-hmm. I have bring you up, I always say Nuha. But like, what what should I? What is the full name? You gotta have like a f- full cool name. I know you're the only Nuha around, but are you gonna be Madonna and just have one name? Yes. Really? Has that? Have you yes. always been billed as Nuha only? Uh, I've tried, yeah. People have tried to give me different names, like Miss Nuha or whatever. Yeah. Because they think it fits, like, my persona. But I just like Nuha. I mean... I don't think they say that because it fits the persona. I feel like it's just better SEO. Really? <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know. Maybe okay. if I search Nuha, I won't find you. I need more specific. You know what I mean? I don't know. Well, that's, that's why that. I added the halal. So all of my all right. social medias... Nuha halal. Yeah. Okay. Yes. That's great. Um, okay, so Nuha, for the listeners who don't know, um, she is a comedian active in the in the KL scene. Um, she is originally from the Maldives. You emigrated? Sorry. Immigrated? Is that what is the deal with you being here in this country? In my country. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, please, sir. I am very legal. Thank you. Um, first of all. Um, I, I came here to do a diploma several mm. years ago, yeah. and then I just sort of um, didn't leave. Oh, is that allowed? You can just... I don't want to I mean, go I, back. I've left. <laughs> I've left. I've left. I just keep coming back. Oh, uh, right. This is because yeah. just the comedy. <laughs> uh, well, the comedy came actually quite a few years after I'd already been here. Oh, Okay. What made you not want to yeah. leave? Is there is that is that something you can answer, or is there something you talk about? Because I know you never talk, almost yeah. never talk about that on stage. Yeah, I don't. I just don't know how to be funny about it yet. Um, mm. The the reason I decided to like just because first I did my diploma and I really liked it here. So when I decided to do my degree, I just came back because I already felt at home, you know. Mm. And like I love this country. I don't. I don't stand out here. So you, you, I don't okay. be here. Oh. That's cool. That's nice. Um, yeah. There, there's like okay. For me, I've always felt like not always. I guess the once I've started to like follow what I want to do and my ambitions, Mm I the more I run into the ceilings of what I cannot do in this country, the more I feel like I want to leave. And I think I I don't think I would ever. I'm not sure. I guess because I never studied overseas. But if I did. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure if I would, like, leave an entire country to be somewhere else. I, I think about that a lot, of course. Because there's a yeah. lot of things we can't do here. But was there's, how big of a deal a was lot, it? There's not a lot. What? There's not a lot I can do in the Maldives. Oh, okay. Such a small place. I feel like I've achieved everything I can there. Because wow. I had a career. Well, really? What was it? Um, I was a writer and I had a national... Um, radio show. Mm. I worked for like two national newspapers and I had a national radio show that reached like all the way across the country, even some really far away islands if the weather was behaving itself. Huh. And, uh. How, so I'm not, I'm not sure if I should be impressed or not because <laughs> this depends on how small just, Maldives is. <laughs> I just think it's funny that sometimes some of my listeners could only hear me if we had really good weather that day. Whoa, okay. So, yeah. all right. So, I guess that makes sense then. Because I, I feel like for what I'm doing, I'm like, oh man, I feel like I'm reaching the ceiling of what I can do here. I got to mm. move to some other, uh, some other place. And I, I neglect yeah. to re- remember that there are people like you and other people elsewhere in the scene and outside of it. Who moved to Malaysia because there's actually mo- there's actually more opportunities here. Yeah. Okay. That's true. I mean, okay. I've had opportunities to do things in this country that would have never come my way if I'd stayed in the Maldives. 
I have a freedom to explore my interests here that uh-huh. would have never been allowed. What was okay? I've never been to the Maldives. I don't have any. Well, I have one friend who's who's Maldivian, um, okay. but I mean, yeah, we well, he's a coworker, and then we do we don't really hang out like that. Um, mm-hmm. But outside of I know I know that it's a Muslim country. I don't actually know what the restrictions are or how do you feel like Malaysia is freer than there. Uh, um, well, because it's a small place, like, everybody knows your business, you know? <laughs> so, like, you can't... Isn't like the main I, thing? Like, man, I don't want you to know I'm trying to experiment with this new pasta. I gotta... <laughs> I gotta keep my secrets. Okay, I'll give you, like, an... Like, the thing, okay, the thing about us being a Muslim country is that it's in yeah. the constitution. You don't have a choice. Huh? Do you, you don't have a choice in what? You don't have a choice in which religion you practice. Oh. Like you are a Muslim or you are exiled. Right. Or in jail. Wait, how do you get exiled, man? That's some Lion King shit. How I do know. you how it's... do you get exiled again? Well, the most uh, the most interesting person who got exiled in my opinion is mm. this dude who went to Australia and yeah. then he came out as trans, uh-huh. so he's not allowed back in his country now because but- Wow. The Maldives does not support that kind of deviant behavior. Dang. So exile means yeah. he, he just can't come back? He... Uh, I don't know. I don't know what it means. But like... <laughs> see, that's the thing. Like, There's so much you don't hate know what and it we're means. supposed to... Noha, have you been exiled? <laughs> that would happen. <laughs> nah. I haven't been, I haven't been like counter-culture enough. To be that cool yet, mm, but yet. I'm hoping. I'm hoping, You're on the way. like with comedy, yeah. Like I'm, you know, I say some stuff about the Maldives, so I'm hoping yes. that one of these days I'll hit the right amount of insult, and then they'll, you know, be like, you know what, you don't want to come back. We don't want you either. And you still have, you yeah. know, you still have your 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 stuff over there. I imagine, you know, you might want to because you come back, right? You go there every, I, I assume, sometime every year, maybe. Yeah. I used to. I used to go back once or twice a year, but then my grandparents passed away, so now oh, I, like, I don't. Done. They come here. I know that. Sorry? Your family comes here. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. Yeah, oh, okay. That's, 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 a good, uh, that's a good way to... Um, <laughs> it's a good way to not admit to people that you've been exiled. <laughs> 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 yes. It's a good cover. Yes. Thank uh, you, yes. I don't know. If I managed to piss off a country enough to get exiled, I would tell everybody. That would just be my greeting. It's yeah. like, hello, I've been exiled. Like, you're, you've, you've been Simbad out of out of Pride Rocks. That would be the coolest thing, I think. You, I mean... I, I, I don't know, maybe. I'm, I'm not a... Yeah, I just feel like... Here's, here's what I've always... Um, I guess... I feel um, as much as I know that I intellectually I want to leave uh, this country that's so to me very oppressive in the in 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 that they don't really they're not even smart with the bad things that they that the people in power are doing you know mm-hmm. you guys yeah the the main dude got on a show called Dirty Money. And then his defense is I don't know anything like come on man, <laughs> and there's a bunch of other bullshit you know that so like. To me, I feel like I gotta get out of this country. But a lot of part of me also is like, I kind of need to stay, maybe because there's stuff here that I can change in my own capacity. So that part yeah. might like a lot of that part is making me want to maybe not leave, but also you know I need money to leave. But I sure. that's why I'm like looking at you and like people like Mike, Sadi, who are who are very like all right, fuck it, and then just leave the country. And I don't know, man. How was it? How hard or how easy was it for you, really? It was really difficult. Really? Yeah, I imagine, yes. right? But I wasn't at home in the Maldives. I never belonged there. Huh. So I've always been looking for a place where I can belong. Hmm. And this country is full of so many people, so many ethnicities, so many colors, right. so many ways of being. The Maldives like, is not like that. No. How many colors are there? There's like 
three shades of brown, <laughs> but they still discriminate based on that. Oh, dang. Like, we're talking about a brown nation that was colonized by the British who still act like fairness is uh, the the best. Huh. Oh, as in fair skin. Not like, yeah, fair like, skin. like equity and fairness. Oh, no, 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 no. no. We are very corrupt. <laughs> dang. Okay, that's not good. So, but uh, what, how did you like insist on leaving anyway? Was that the whole I don't belong thing strong enough for you to leave? Because I don't, I've gone over that hill of wanting to belong with my fellow people. Like, I, I, I stopped thinking about that. that. To me, I remember being feeling like that I need to be with people I understand or people I, I get with. But now I'm like, yeah, if you like me, you'll find me. I'm there now, which is lucky. Mm. But. Also, it doesn't make me want to leave strong enough. Was that the impetus that, that, that made you push through how hard it is to leave? Um, actually, I, I'd gotten to a point where I thought that I, I could never leave. I thought that I'd never be able to go anywhere and that I just needed to accept huh. my lot in life. Wow. And then, um, like, I was, I was so unhappy. I, mm. my, like, I had problems with my family. I was in a really bad relationship. Right. I was studying something at the Maldives College of Higher Education that my mom had picked for me. Uh. And I was just, I was so unhappy and repressed, but trying to tell myself that this is okay. This is how most people live their lives, you know. Most people do what they need to do to survive Mm. and they deal with it. Right. And then I saw an ad, like not an ad, a notice for an essay writing competition. For some reason, something seized me. And I decided to try it out. I wrote an essay uh-huh. and I submitted it and I won. Okay. So I got to represent my country um, to Switzerland. Well, it, not to Switzerland. It was to the ITU. It's a division of the UN. Uh-huh. Where is that? And then I... Um, the United Nations? I mean, the United Nations is not a place. But like, <laughs> where did you go? I went to Switzerland. I oh, went okay, to Geneva. Okay, okay. Yeah, all right. And uh, I, so that was the first time I ever went abroad in my whole life. Mm. And I enjoyed it thoroughly. And then I came back home and I took a walk around the island and I realized that I could, I could not stay. Wow. I just, I just couldn't. I experienced a different way of life, a different type of people, a different way of being. And I could no longer stay where I was and do the things I was doing and be subjected to what I was being subjected to. It was no longer enough. Hmm. Wow. That's a so, lot. So, yeah. Okay. So I thought that maybe it would help if I like went abroad again. So I wrote another essay and this time I won a chance to represent my country um, to a different organization. And this time I went to the UK. Hmm. In the dead of winter. <laughs> yeah. And I was so excited. I was so excited because I was like, oh my God, I'm going to see snow. And I did not see snow. But I did die of uh, hypothermia. You died? I died okay. of hypothermia. R.I.P. I, I, I will stand by that statement. Right. Like, I still cannot feel my ears when I think about that trip. Okay? You're like, you're Maldivian. You're like, the, where, they, where the sun is the closest to the earth. And you're like, maybe winter will help. And of course you died. (laughs) I did. It was terrible. I was wearing two coats. Okay. (laughs) One on top of the other. And it did not help. People were laughing at me. Well, uh, yo, I mean, I don't know, man. I like the cold. I've never like felt like some, somewhere is a little too cold. I mean, I I get, I understand too coldness. You know, when something is too cold, I get it. But I don't, you know. I've never had, like, I've never died, is what I'm trying to say. I've, I respect the weather okay. now. All right. So, and so I you were there. Really... You went to the UK, and then that plus your experience at Geneva, you're like, yeah, fuck it. I'm out of. I'm. I'm gonna get out of Maldives. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, it, and at one point during that thing, like they interviewed some of us who were there, like the BBC, mm-hmm. the the radio division interviewed some of us who were there. Yeah. And I pestered a producer nonstop <laughs> till she gave me a week internship Ooh. at the BBC. Wow. And so I came back with this idea that everybody was wrong. I could do things on my own. Right. <clears throat> 
So then within within seven to eight months of that, I had gotten into a college here and I flew. And I remember at the airport, like I was at the airport with my whole family waiting for my flight to be called. My mother was sitting next to me holding my hand telling me about how I should like there was still time for me to cancel. Like I could stay here, <laughs> had no need to go. They okay. were going to steal and sell my kidneys and my liver <laughs> wow. and skin me. Okay. But you're like, nah. I was crying. I was crying. I was terrified. But my sister, my younger sister stepped in and was like, mom, stop it. Like, just stop. Wow. You you, yeah, you owe yeah. your sister a lot then. I do, yeah. Yeah. That's nice. I mean, it's good. It's good that we have a family to keep us in check and protect us from the other people who claim to love us a lot. Yeah. Um. Yeah. True. Well, much respect for you managing managing to leave the country. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I didn't think. If too, you what? if you feel sorry, sorry to interrupt. No, go ahead. But like, if the reason you want to leave is so that, like, you feel like there's more you can do, and you feel stifled, you feel like you don't know whether you could achieve everything you could be where you are now, then you owe it to yourself to go. I understand that optimism coming from you because you have succeeded in doing that. And, um, you know, you you do the Funny Business KL, which is, uh, you can follow them on Instagram. They do shows every so often. Um, Also, uh, uh, you've done a lot of uh, shows locally. You've done very well. You're very funny um, as a stand-up. And um, I don't have that kind of optimism for me. Like, I think I don't have the... Ac- I don't feel like whatever uh, skill set or whatever thing I have is something I can really go out and sell. I know that it sounds really bad or weird for me to say because I am really good. <laughs> mm. <laughs> like, no, I, I get what you mean. People it, respect your opinion when it comes to comedy. Yeah, because I'm 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 funny. I'm good, and I'm I'm consistently doing my my work and stuff. It's just I don't. Part of me feel like if I go somewhere, I don't think I'm the kind of person who people will go and be like, yeah, let's put them on the lineup. Now, okay, here I'm gonna we're gonna get into some some areas of personal opinion here. Feel free to get angry, because mm-hmm. um, okay. it might make you. <laughs> I feel okay. like a lot of your you particularly and the way you present yourself is. Um, attractive to somebody who wants to put their to make their lineup spicier. You get what I mean? Yes. Even yes. without looking at your your uh, skill set or talent as a comedian, which yes. which to me is your to work to your advantage, because you're mm. you're you're uh, a black lady hijabi, and mm. your material is great. So like, mm. this is a, a shoe in for a lineup. I sound like this, and I look like a fucking what is this guy? Some Mongolian homeless dude, and then I don't I don't feel confident there. So I feel like if I show up, anyway, be like, why why would I want to put this guy on the lineup? That's that's the kind of you know weird insecurities that I have that that is that 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 stops me short from from you know putting my work out there uh, in in a lot of ways. And I know this is bad. Like I need to work on on how to get my shit up there. Because I do feel like I'm reaching a ceiling here. Um, and yeah, um, for those listening who think, oh, oh great, Moose is going to stay in the country. Fuck you, man. Here's the thing. <laughs> I got, I mean, I'm not saying I don't have plans. I'm just saying this is how I feel. You know, um, I'm still like trying to figure out how to make my work uh, in a particular shape and then make sure that I can have enough uh enough capital to move because that's really the biggest obstacle is how much capital you have to enter into a new country and um uh yeah i'm not super confident uh and um and the other part is that i don't feel like i'm not supported here i'm malay i'm a guy in a country which is largely malay (laughs) and run by all malay guys i'm gonna be protected a lot and that's yeah. that's uh you know that's the part that I that is a disadvantage in some ways because I can be lazy and I can afford to be and I don't want to be able to afford to be lazy but yeah. you know what I mean but I'm here so that so that, that so this is all to say uh good job for making it <laughs> for making it to Malaysia <laughs> at least <laughs> I hope you can still use your internship at the BBC to figure out a way to work at the BBC maybe 
and uh, you know get your shit out there. Nigel made it. Sure. Yeah. You you following Nigel? Uh, shout out to Nigel Ng. The, uh, well, I mean, he came across like my social media feed because he was. He came across his social. He came across his social media feed. He was at the joke factory. Did you? Did were you there? Yeah, I know. I I didn't watch that show because I had a show to do. Oh well, yeah, yo, that is like one of the worst things about being a performer. Like you can't go to your friends' shows. That's so annoying to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. I always wanted to invite Aya, the improv, the other improv group, <coughs> to come watch mm-hmm. Monkeys, but we do the shows on the same nights, <coughs> so we never get to watch yeah. each other's shows. And yeah, well, well, they do it every other Thursday, so maybe. Yeah, but it's oh, coincidentally, it's always on the same Thursday that we do it. Oh, like, and, and you know, okay. we haven't been doing it for long, for as long as they have been. So so far, it's mm-hmm. all been, it's all always on the same date. Um. Yeah, and um. The yo remember when Prakash did beautiful and everybody went, yeah. And I had to. I ran out of people to book to host the the joke factory. I ended up hosting, <laughs> and I'm like, fuck. I don't know. I haven't hosted for months. I'm like, fine. I'll just host. <laughs> okay, but good luck. I got like two new fans from there. But like, dang, it's so annoying that, especially because I worked with him, to do to mm. to for to make beautiful to shape it up, and then I couldn't yeah. get to see it. I still haven't seen it. I still haven't seen oh, the show that I held, right? But yeah, it's even uh, when it came to the to the joke factory. Yeah, of course, it it was there, and I think uh, when it was there, I had to do some other stuff that I wasn't available uh, to be there for. So you know, so it happens. Sad. But yeah, but it's it's also it's good and bad. You don't get to see your friends do shows, but at least you know they're doing shows. So everybody's everybody's you know doing their work. I'm I'm glad for that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So um. About what you said earlier, what? like I'm very aware that uh, in a lot of cases, like I book shows because I'm exotic or yeah, hell uh, yeah, have tits. Yes, and <laughs> was that, I was that hell that yeah a little too like weird? That's <laughs> <laughs> no, cool. I think you're supposed to hell yeah the exotic more than the have tits. Like, like in this day, <laughs> it's just safer, right? Right. For you, <laughs> go ahead. But yeah. I I get that, but the thing is, when when you're trying to be a part of something that traditionally does not have space for someone like you, mm. you have to game the system. You have to take what comes. Like mm. I don't I don't take too much bullshit, but if there's an <laughs> opportunity, because the thing is, right. even if I am being booked because of the way I look and what I say, yeah. Because of the hijab on my head, mm. it's still reaching the audience who are going to be there. <coughs> oh yeah. I think that is an asset, especially in stand-up, because it's, it's such a singular voice. It's coming from one voice. It's so important for you to know who you are, how other people perceive you when you're performing uh, yeah. stand-up. There, there are nights when I've had like really bad shows, mm. but still I have hijabi women coming up to me saying like, wow, I didn't know that we could do this. I didn't know there was... Basically saying I didn't know there was space for us. No, oh, right, right. Yeah, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. And it's it's mm-hmm. not always about whether I mean I feel great on stage. Don't don't get me wrong. Like the applause, oh my god, goes straight to my ego. Yeah, I I know I've seen it. You gotta tone that down. <laughs> I don't know if that's gonna happen, but we'll we'll work on it. We'll work on it. Mm. Uh, but I like that when I'm up there, mm. like I'm creating space. Right. I do believe that 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 is important, and you especially because there are other hijabi performers who yes. I I uh, I guess there's a, a pointedly they're not on my podcast yet because <laughs> because they're not <laughs> funny yet because they are not who they are yet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you you when you go, uh, when you go up on stage, it is I I mean this not just you specifically anybody who's doing do, uh, performing stand up. It's important to know how other people perceive you. One. And it's important to know to have an awareness <clears throat> of how how uh, you are seen by other people. I mean, that, that's the same thing. It's, it's important to be aware of w- of what happens when you tell a specific joke and what it yeah. means when it comes out of your face and who you are. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, like, uh, for people uh, with like you know identities in the margins or like exoticism. Or, or or things like that. It's very attractive to 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 see that in stand up because um, a lot of the value of comedy is 
in how novel it is, you know? A joke, if you've heard it before, it's automatically bad, even if the joke is good, you know what I mean? So on the so so the the shadow value of that is that when something is completely new, it's automatically more attractive. So yes. yeah, so I, I understand that 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 completely. And power to you for for doing that and 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 taking it. I But see, yeah. it applies to you too, mm. because right now, right here, you're part of the majority. But literally anywhere else you go, you automatically become a minority. You you say this, um, but I just I feel like while that's true, I do feel like if I do that, then I have to relearn a lot of the stuff. Like as being, I mean, okay, so being a, I'm understanding my Malay majority maleness here in this country has mm-hmm. forced my comedy to look a particular way. Like um, the only way that I stand out is that I look like I'm high a lot. And that's it. Okay. And so I do, a lot of my intro is like, "Hey, don't worry, I don't, I'm not high." And then blah blah blah, because I don't really read as a Malay guy. Like I have like a weird, I don't know, a quarter one sixty Chinese thing happening. Okay. And and it's little, and I, I'm not a guy who, if you are asked to draw a Malay dude, you won't draw me. So okay. <laughs> yeah, so that's one. But because I'm so, because everything else is very Malay, I'm forced to like. Be in this such a weird place to be creative and accepted that I go completely the other way and make all of my work has nothing to do have nothing to do with me and who I am. Um, okay. uh, like I do a lot of improv, uh, the monkey stuff. I do a lot of sketches that has nothing to do with me in my personal life. And whenever I try to get personal on stage, I feel that the audience is not really buying it because they have to really get over the. Hump of do I need to listen to this guy? And I think, <laughs> and I think, because I'm I ended up being pretty good at being funny outside of being honest about who I am and my identity. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh the the insecure, the insecurity I have is that if I go somewhere and I'm the minority and I'm novel, I have to talk about that, which I don't want to do, because I have like a bunch of ideas about, uh, how being me here. In Malaysia is already difficult, and I feel like there's a bunch of stories not being told here, and I'm uniquely in the position to tell it. You, you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. So, like, I imagine if you were still in the Maldives, and if there was a stand-up comedy scene there, you would have a particular point of view that would be important for other Maldivians to hear. Yes. Right. But I'm I'm an other there as well. Of course, like j- yeah. Yeah, like I've I've never had that opportunity of feeling like I'm part of a whole because mm-hmm. I've never been. I've always been. Do you do you look for that? What? Like, do you look for a sense of belonging, and have you found it here? Yeah, yeah. The closest I've come to feeling like I really belong somewhere is in stand-up comedy. Oh, that's adorable. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm not always welcome. Okay, where, where who has uh, been shooing you off? <laughs> the hell is this? Uh, I'm just saying, like, I, I, I don't make people feel comfortable, and that's what people are used to with women. Women are supposed to um, make themselves smaller. Okay, so that other people... I, hearing this from you is very weird. You understand? <laughs> you understand why it's weird for me, right? Because I don't see you no. filtering your stuff on stage, and I don't, I don't see yeah. you being, you know, being exactly. shooed away. So like, I so where is this coming from? Maybe I don't see well, it. You just can tell because, me. yeah, like you don't, you may not see me being shooed away, but it's an experience that I've had. Like mm. I've been told, like especially when I started out, and yeah. it was good for me when I started out. You know, I got a lot of opportunities, mm. and I took every single one mm-hmm. um, that came my way, and yeah. then. That actually helped. Uh, the more times you go on stage, the better you get. You know, so start getting better, and then people will be making all these snide remarks, never to, never directly to my face. Always as, OMG, that was a joke, no? Huh? Uh, about how like I'm only getting the stage time because uh, I have a hijab. People mm. only want me on stage because I have a hijab. Like you know, people I mean, are laughing. Okay, right. Like you know how. <clears throat> Like I, I've, I've alluded to here, I don't deny that that there are people who would book you because of your, because of your exoticism. But also, you're funny. There are other hijabi performers. 
out there yeah. who are not good. I'm not going to say their name here. You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> right? They're there every single day. Open mic. I'm like, what are you doing? You're not improving. Please. Please figure out your life. <laughs> okay, that's very mean. Because, you know, hijabi girls can very easily... You can easily find out with you. But, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I mean, there are open micers who, are, who have not improved. And that's fine. Yes. You know, they are not yet good. But you got good. And you got booked because you're good. But you're telling yeah. me that people still say stuff yeah. about... Yeah. True. Like, they do. Uh, and that's the thing. That's not because of me. That's not because of anything that's missing mm. or, like, that, that I have done. Yeah. It's just random jealousy like people who feel like they've put in the time so mm. they deserve the opportunities that i'm getting but this is comedy yeah like you're not gonna you're just not gonna you're just not going to be funny just because you hung around you know yeah yeah it's true also if they think you only got the the slot because you wear hijab then wear hijab lah. <laughs> yes. that feels like a clear solution why is that yeah. such a thing to say? Oh, she only got it because she wore a hijab. Well, then put on a hijab lah. See if you can True. get booked as well. <laughs> you know? To be honest, in this country where like if a man cross-dresses, like they seem to automatically automatically get a TV show, like that would actually be a smart career move for someone to put on a damn hijab. <laughs> yeah, you're right. They would be on Astro the day off. Yeah, I feel okay. Yeah, I think um, people who notice you being chosen on the lineup uh, um, uh, because you you look good on the lineup, um, but who also don't notice that you're funny, I feel like you know you can dismiss the opinions of these people. Yeah. Yeah. So. But it still gets tiring to have to hear these snide comments over and over. Like, why? Why are you listening? <laughs> How am I supposed to not listen to something that's like directed at me? What you just said, they're not talking to you. Yeah, but like they're making sure I hear it. Wait, I'm man, not what saying is I'm that? seeking it out. I'm saying people are expressing themselves loud enough for me to hear. Like and this is this is Asia. You know if somebody said some shit about you, the person who heard it would come looking for you to say, dude, okay, so I have never right, heard so people guy, talk shit right? about me. Yeah. Is that does that mean people don't? I don't think so. Maybe they're just afraid to tell you cuz you know, you're you can be a little bit cutting when you give feedback. <laughs> so imagine how you would be if inspired to get angry. <laughs> you you think people people do talk shit about me? I'm sure. I'm 100 percent sure. There's, oh, a, yes. there's a there's a group no, I chat. I can confirm. There's a, yes, yeah yeah. People talk <laughs> shit about you. There's a group chat with everybody who's not me. I mean, we, you know what I mean? They're all there and they're all talk shit. I'm like, I but okay, I you know. Like, calm down, okay? You're not group <laughs> chat level, okay? You don't know that because you're not in the group chat. See, because <laughs> I, I mean. Yeah, if okay. you yeah, if you're Maybe. in the group yeah, so I I I understand that and I know that I think because for me partly I've I've uh, I'm online way I feel like I'm online way earlier than a lot of people. I'm mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm not really, but f- compared to a lot of people probably and I get hate comments a lot mm-hmm. and I'm like I get it. People are going to hate me uh, uh and I can't stop it. I can't stop that. What what I can do is just focus on my own shit. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, that that always I <laughs> I always find out haters are su- there's such a lack of imagination with their time. Like, why? Mm-hmm. What is the hate for? Is this gonna uh, help clear your skin? What? <laughs> I don't get it. Oh man, he just uh, yeah. yeah. They they're not creative with what they say, and that kind of bothers me because there's a lot of things about me that people can complain about <laughs> because I don't try. To be likable. That's part of the... Uh, yeah. Oh, yo. You don't have to tell me about not trying to be likable. I don't I don't yo. even care. <laughs> I know there's moments where... Where, uh, like, we talk about bits and stuff. And I'm giving notes. And people are, like, uh-huh. trying to joke while the notes are happening. I'm like, what do you think my time is for, asshole? I'm listening to your shit. And I want you to stop being unfunny. So I say stuff. Lah. You want to take it, take it. But it's not the place to joke. If you want to be funny, do it on stage. Also, people who are, like, un- uncreatively, like, talking shit, if they were more creative, they would be funnier. So, yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just sad. Like, 
if you can't even come up with a creative way to start a rumor, then. Um, but yeah, I I tend to really uh, tune out like shit talk from other people, cause because uh, okay. I'm good at stuff. I feel like if shit talk affects you, that means you're not very good. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, you've heard rumors about yourself. Yeah, you want to talk about? Oh yeah, so so many. No, I'd rather not because <laughs> okay, it's just good. the same. Good, very good. It's always the same ones. You know what they say about every woman. What? In any form of entertainment that I'm sleeping with literally all of the people. Here's the thing. Let's say you do. But then <laughs> you know what I mean? So fucking what? I feel like the rumor is already out there, so mm. why not? Let no my <laughs> my thing is let's say uh uh let's say you do, let's say I do. And let's say mm. I let's say I sleep with Harris and that's why he brought me to Finland, right? I mean, incest is bad. So <laughs> let's say that happened. Probably not. Let's say that happened, right? Okay. Uh, but then you want what? You do la? You want to go for it? You go, you go, you you, you go and suck old man dick. Go ahead. You think that doesn't take talent and skill and raw determination? And <laughs> I remember, I remember somebody sidling yeah. up. Like this is when okay. So Filza, I think, is one of the greatest female comedians. Shout out to Filza as me. Yeah. Yes. And she's good. I think she's going to do amazing things. Mm. And I remember we were at like it was uh, about an year and a half ago. Yeah. And a bunch of us were at the crack house um yeah. for an open mic and I don't even remember who cuz it was dark. She was on stage and yeah. somebody sidled up to the group that I was with and said, "You know, I heard that her boyfriend writes all her jokes. That's the only reason she's funny." And I remember thinking in that moment, if he could write such funny jokes, why isn't he writing them for himself? Also, here's the thing about Shashik. Let's let's talk about his <laughs> her boyfriend Shashik. Shashik yes. is funny, but his sense of humor is very different from Fiza. It's very clear, because uh, right. yeah, because I've seen him a lot, and then I I saw her, and she started to blow up. And they both have diff- very different styles of comedy, and that doesn't make sense. The, but you realize yeah. the the dude didn't say that like as a commentary on comedy. He was mm. just trying to discredit the fact that she's so good. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I feel like uh, that happens a lot, and I'm sure because, um, I mean, is it it is true that that there's a lot of like discrediting happening from people? I'm, mm. I I can very easily say, hey, don't listen to them, but it is not untrue. That uh, female performers in any capacity in any field, I feel like they get more shit, and they they get people trying to discredit them way more. Um, yes. I I'm not sure where that comes from. I just know that if I ever hear this from anybody, I know to dismiss them and their opinions <laughs> like immediately at face value. Um, yeah. And I know that I like you. You know, I'm very abrasive, and I get. I I don't give a shit when I say stuff, and I mean that I don't mean I don't care about people's feelings. I do. It's just I don't I don't uh care about other people's feelings more than I care to be honest with them. I feel like if they know what's up, it's better for them, and I would rather cut to the chase because I don't have time. None of us have time. We're all gonna die. So yes. I'm like, okay, you want some notes? Here's my notes. You want to be this? Here's this. So because that I've always had this vibe. Uh, since I started, and therefore I know people don't come to me to gossip. Nobody ever does, so I'm glad that I don't hear this. But I I know it's bad that you know other other uh, performers have to like endure this bullshit. Once again, one one more shout out to Filz Azmi. You can find her on YouTube. She's posting a lot on YouTube now. Um, uh, I did some sketch work with her uh, very recently <coughs> for Lawat Mantul. She's a great performer. And yeah, it's really funny. So yeah, okay. Um, what is it? Yeah. So yeah. Um, like all of these are things you're gonna experience if you do go <laughs> elsewhere. You're trying to encourage me to leave. No, I mean it's up to you. It's not like I'm going to pay your bill. So it's up to you whether right. you go. Or yeah. Not, you know. I know it is up to me. You. You want to come with? Yeah, where are we going? <laughs> um, I don't know yet. I feel like the closest thing is either you know, is Australia or or New Zealand or you know, yeah, yeah that is the I closest. Think, yeah, what? Yeah, 
I mean, we're gonna experience so much racism in Australia, but yeah, that's just gonna give us material. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's uh, yep. I know people there. I have uh, friends there, friends of family, family friends, and um, it's part of it. And I'm kind of excited, but also know that I cannot afford to go now. So I gotta like figure yeah. out how to get out of here because the thing you are aware of, of you being Maldivian, you know how bad it is when the state does not support your endeavor, right? Yes. So in Malaysia, as close as I got um, while working with Harith to to state sponsorship because he was sponsored by like Ministry of Tourism and stuff when we went to Finland together um, mm-hmm. and all this other stuff that he's doing um, is just that what what is to me. The, the bigger problem is that uh, this there's very little faith in the arts here uh, yes. by the state that there's no real meaningful anything that can really be pushed forward like sure we can do little Georgetown fest because because the the government of, of Penang has always mm-hmm. been gung-ho for that and you know small yes. states but when I say the state I mean the country like federally Yes. No, no real protections or like people taking the art seriously, and film mm-hmm. negara is a fucking garbage. I just want to go somewhere where the arts uh, is something people appreciate, like, as in the government appreciates and and puts funding into. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know where that is yet. Me and Anwar discussed it. Might be New Zealand. Might be <laughs> might be somewhere else. Um, and I'm I'm willing to like split a room. And figure things out, but for now I'm just gonna make my own shit and see mm. if I can make people here care about the arts as well. You know. Yeah, yeah. This country has been experiencing a brain drain for over thirty years. I if mean, go, uh, forever. There's never, there's never not been a brain brain drain. I feel like. Yeah. So yeah. if you go, it will be a loss, but. Maybe you'll come back. And that's the thing. If like like a take Michelle Yeoh, for example, one of the reasons I moved to this country. Yeah. Um she had to go elsewhere and make a name for herself before people here were willing to see her talent. Because ah. these these countries, our countries, our nations, right now, they don't wanna support you to become who you could be. But as soon as you become someone, they are very happy to take credit. Yeah, but I'm not gonna come back because of that. That's some bullshit. I don't think James Wan came back. Jimmy Chu, I don't think he's gonna come back. Nigel Early's gonna stay in the UK now. He's got enough Patreon patrons on his Patreon now to support him. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not. I don't think that's 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 the vibe. Whoever, when people go, yo, the great Malaysians are always Malaysian born. They're never, they're never Malaysian made, and that's yeah. that's like that that is uh, sad and fucking tragic. But like you know, fucking. That's that's how it goes if the if the system doesn't give a shit, but you know part of me is like you're right. I I I can leave and like figure something out or stay and make people here care. Um, sometimes one feels easier than the other. So uh, right now, a lot of the times, <clears throat> what is easier to me feels like staying here and helping building structures for other people and helping them. You know. Be yeah. be like convinced in their in their in their talents and their abilities, support them so that maybe they can leave and come back. You know. Yeah, you'll get arrested a little, you know, discredited in the newspapers a little bit if you stay <laughs> and try to do that. But really, sacrifice is necessary in the arts. Uh, I'm saying that in the pursuit of good art, if you piss off somebody with power, they will do everything in their power to throw you in jail. I don't know if you think it's necessary for me to hear this. You don't think I know pissing people off is necessary? I do that for fun. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. You've seen how I talk casually to people uh, in the scene. (laughs) So, I'm fully aware of that. Uh, I just feel like people need to have thicker skin, man. Or at least be upfront. Hey, man, most don't hurt my feelings. Then I'll be like, okay, great, cool. Let's let's move on from here. Like I can- don't know if you're... I mean, I think it's great that y- you think that you are that chill at receiving feedback. Mm. But in my experience, yeah, um, something of a scorched earth policy seems to take place. So there's a chance that um, people might not 
be able to tell you that you're being an ass wife. Yeah, I'm having trouble with that. Like, I, I people don't tell me stuff because yeah. um because they don't. Yeah, because they don't feel good talking to me. I think that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, you give great criticism. You don't take criticism well. I who have I'm trying to imagine a situation where this is ha- this has happened. Okay. Um, and I don't think I, I I don't know. Have you seen this happen? Because I I yes. do podcasts with Anwar and I do podcasts with other people. I talk to Harith a lot, and I get a lot of criticism, and I I I fix that a lot. Is that something you want to tell me? Let's see. Let's do that and see what happens. Mm, I don't know. Maybe it's different now. Because um, you and I haven't had a lot of interactions recently. Not really. We don't really hang other. out and talk like this. So, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what so, you mean. Yeah, I think we started off maybe with some. We start off well when we first met and all, but then mm. our friendship petered out. Okay, and which is fine. Now, we, there's a lot of people to talk to. We all do different things. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing to apologize or feel bad about, you know. People yeah, grow yeah, apart. Yeah. Like, mm. that's just <laughs> grow apart. You say that like this. This stuff happened. We grow apart. No, it's gonna be okay. Don't worry. We're still gonna okay. be kind of good friends. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, I ru- I do. I'm. I'm kind of now very, very curious about what kind of feedback that I'm not receiving. Well, I want to know what that is. And I want to know what kind of situations you've seen this happen. Only one. Okay, let's yeah. hear it. Um, it was just a really long time ago, back when we first became friends. Mm-hmm. And you said something that I thought was more mean-spirited than funny. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned Go ahead. this. What is and, it? Um, I don't even remember what was said now. It was so long ago. But wait, wait. Is, oh, you said... Oh, I said something mean. And you were like, that's not funny. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we were joking. And most of it was funny. So that, so that's... um. Here's how I hear that. I don't hear that as criticism. Because I meant to be mean sometimes. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. And I should have called you out for being an ass. You should, and maybe. I, yeah. I did that. And mm. you did not take it well but i by not take it well what did i do what do you remember i did or say you stopped talking to me for way near <laughs> i'm but sorry do you I... seem calmer now but I here's mean, the thing though i stopped talking here's the thing though i stopped talking for a lot of different reasons i don't think people not talking to you means they're being mean because you also don't I... talk to me and i don't think you're being yeah. mean Okay, no, I'm saying, like, the the thing you said was mean, and then I said yeah. some shit about it, and yeah. then, you know, it feels like after that, we didn't hang out as much at all. Um, but I'm saying that not talking to me is But mean. we don't hang out anyway. We did, though. I don't remember us hanging out, just the two of us, except me br- bringing you home. I mean, oh, do you mean, like, hang out at the mama? No. Yeah, you know, you know what this feels. This feels like, um, like a, like a, like a, adjacent to like a couples counseling. How come you don't hang out with me after you said that? <laughs> oh my god! I just think so that mean. you know these are the kind of things. Like, what am I saying? Um, <laughs> yeah. Let me because I don't wanna I don't wanna say the wrong thing the wrong way and then like have you edit this edit this to make it sound like you know I I beat children for fun. <laughs> Now that's like the that's now that's the the clip I'm gonna use. You beat children okay. for fun, and you got exiled because of that. <laughs> uh, I, just... I here's here's I will say this though. I I am I am very mean. Like mm-hmm. um, a lot of the times, uh, my humor comes from me, not not comes from, but like the way that I would get myself to express something. If you really want me to get going to do a riff properly. <clears throat> it's just to it's just to point out something that was, that's gonna make me upset, and then I'm gonna be more mean than um that I am funny, and the extremeness of the meanness is usually where this how it's funny. Like I I get so mean that it's absurd usually, but I do know being mean means I'm hurting other people's feelings. I know that. So but like you're also hurting yourself by being mean to other people. This is new information. Yeah. 
Because How? you don't, you don't. I mean, you like being assholey, but it still yeah, doesn't so feel much good fun. to you when people don't like you. It's gonna what? You don't. I mean, you you don't like it when people dislike you. Here's the thing. I don't know if people like me. I don't think people like me. Oh okay. Yeah. So you I just do, sort I... of accepted that nobody likes you, so it's okay for you to say whatever comes to your mind. Mm-hmm. That's usually the wow. yeah. That is the thing. That's the, that is the mode I operate on. And every nice. doctor I've talked to have told me that is wrong, and I'm yeah. trying to figure out <laughs> how to like be accepting of other people. Punya, like if they say they like me, I should trust them. But I, I just don't. And um, okay. yeah, I know that's a problem, but uh, that's okay. just how my brain works. So like for me, when I'm being mean, which I know, which I know is bad, I understand is bad. This is why I, like. In my texts or in my like personal communication, I I preface a lot of like, sorry, kinda, you know what I mean. I don't know, blah blah blah. Either that or I'm very like, you know, short sentences because I really don't want to accidentally say something wrong. Um, okay. But in person, I'll, I'll I'll be super mean a lot of the time, and it's um, it's bad. It's a terrible thing to do as a person, and it's not healthy. Uh, I try to limit it to be to to people I trust can take it. And uh, I know that when when somebody says, "Hey, yo, that was a little too mean," I'm like, "Uh, yeah, I should be quiet now." So that's my okay. that's my reaction to me being mean. But I don't. Here's the thing: I don't take that as like criticism. I feel like that's you pointing things out, and that's good. Mm-hmm. And what how I take it is how I take it. You know what I mean? Like I would never, yeah. I would never insist people not say that. I, my thing is my I love hanging out with Zainal because a lot of the times he will call me out on my bullshit, which is my laziness, um, my over obsession with dumbass things that are, don't help. He'll be like, "Yo, so what is this? What is your obsession with you know eating McDonald's at three in the morning?" I'm like, "Fuck, you're right." You know <laughs> those kind of things. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So so I guess with with it is true that when people insist on on like blank um, what is it like when I'm when I describe myself as being abrasive and very blank to the point and people say when you when I speak it's very cutting my thing is yeah because I don't want to like waste time on stuff and I don't want to I don't want to say stuff because to protect other people's feelings because I feel that gets in the way of actual communication Um, yeah you know what I mean but you're right. There's part of me that's very much of an asshole, and I'm still like working on how to not be an ass. I I I have not hung out or like been on any live stuff on like I've not been on any Sims when you live thing or or quarantine time when they were doing that or any of the live anythings cuz i'm 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 too scared of like being mean to people and 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 it being there you know what i mean and it being just saved uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and people can just refer to it and be like see Moses is mean i'm like i know i'm mean i'm trying not to leave evidence out there <laughs> because <laughs> i'm trying to be better than this goddamn so okay. yeah, so you, know, you I mean? know you're mean of course. you don't really give a fuck i do but kind you also of also don't want Okay. Yeah. I I do. So kind of you know you're mean. You don't mm. want to be mean. No. Until you figure it out, you don't want to leave evidence that people can point to. Exactly. This is why I've I've not I've done very little like free form talk show. I did Sam's one because all I need to do is answer questions, okay. <laughs> and even then I managed to still be mean. Okay. <laughs> God, this is uh yeah. So this is um that's me. There's a lot of my thing. I feel I, I feel like part of the fear of me being honest on stage is this part coming out. Um, mm-hmm. Because every time this has come out, people reacted positively. It's oh great! It's, like this one time where Sulaiman was was uh, doing a bit, and he was very to me. Maybe not to the audience, mm-hmm. but to me, he was pandering a lot to the to the couple who is uh, the white couple. The one white couple mm-hmm. who's sitting is pandering yes. a little too much to them. I felt like, and when I came out, I was like, "Why are you pandering to these white people?" And I got really angry, and people reacted positively. I'm like, "Fuck, man! I don't want my yeah. work to come out from negative feelings," you know? Okay. Yeah. So like, that's the thing I'm still trying to work on. God damn. 
I think it's really cool that you can separate how you feel and your work, because I I cannot. Yeah, yeah, I noticed with you. Like, I I do that. This is part of the thing that is like I'm kind of apprehensive of sitting in a writer in in a writing discussion with you, because I'm I separate my work uh, and myself very cleanly. And yeah. uh, I can sit with an idea, and I can listen to Fadi or Anwar look at it and go, "This is bad. This is garbage. Why do you spend hours on this?" <laughs> and I'm like, mm-hmm. "I don't know, man. It's there. All right, let's fix it." But I sense that with you is a little different. Everything I feel is what I do on stage, and the way <laughs> oh, no. I'm feeling on a particular day uh. can change the way I perform. And you have been the victim of this problem before on stage. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. So that's a thing. It's like a. It's like a. You know, something we both have to manage. Like for me to be more honest on stage, I have to like, you know, reckon with my emotions and bring it up honestly without pretending like I'm talking about something else. And mm-hmm. I guess with you, uh, you know, like a, or like a maybe like a way to, to like, um, um, modulate how you feel right before you go on stage and right afterwards. <laughs> Because mm. otherwise, you have a bad day in the morning and it becomes a bad show at night. That's oof, that's bad. You know what I mean? True. Yeah. I am better at it now. When I realized that I had a problem, I worked on it and I fixed it. Wow, you you're done. I mean, it's not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not done. I'm sorry. But I'm working on the fix. Uh, okay, good man. I don't know if I'm working on my shit at all. I just know that I'm not on stage a lot. And so far, that's not been a problem. I've just been mean to myself, which is a lot easier to take. So yeah, if, yeah I don't have to go on stage and be like, ah, fucking. Maybe you just don't want to be vulnerable on stage. I mean, to talk about yourself is to be extremely vulnerable and open yourself up to all these strangers and to your friends who are listening. That's the I do that a lot on this podcast. That's my avenue for that because I know if I'm vulnerable on stage, I'm not funny. I don't feel funny, you know. A bunch Maybe of st- because you don't think of yourself as funny in your vulnerability. I don't think me being mean by itself is funny. Because there's a lot of like bad, sad shit that if I go on stage and, and just follow my emotions and talk, it's not going to be funny. <laughs> it's not going to turn out funny. Um, what, what I have become better at doing though is when I do improv, um, it's a lot easier to get into different emotions. Because I don't have to explain myself. Like, I can just... Um, I often do this, actually. I've not revealed this to anybody. <laughs> but I feel like if they, they know me enough, they know I'm doing it. Which is, in the improv scenes, I would just... Whatever problems I have, we talk it out through the, through the, through the uh, practice runs that we do. But on stage, if I have something in my head, I would just play it out as a scene and it's way easier to do and get funny rather than talking it out for me like I can just go and do a scene about about uh, me being sad and a friend of mine died and then that can be immediately turned funny because the scene can just be interrupted by a talking frog or whatever uh, okay. as, com- as compared to me trying to process it with words on stage oof mm-hmm. it just that doesn't end up being funny to me so that's part of how I've been like, trying to figure out how to be less uh, less uh, mean for the sake for the sake of being mean. Ah, oh, being mean is so fun though. Okay. You yeah, you've been mean on stage uh, as a bit. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you know it's it's really exhilarating. I don't know if I would say you don't know. You've you've shut down hecklers like that in this kind of fashion yes. before. Yeah. If somebody heckles me, then it is my duty. Okay, they are begging me to say <laughs> some shit. I don't know about begging, yo. I feel like, I mean, there's a... Yeah, when somebody heckles, I'm trying to figure out how to make them still enjoy the show. Instead of... Um, instead of Some people would go like, yo, you heckling me, you have stepped on my turf, I'm going to shut you down. That's not my mood. But I do see other people do this. And I think you do this. And that- I will not... No one <laughs> tries to steal the spotlight when it is on me. Yeah. How and, dare. And it's fun to talk shit and like shut someone down. It's so... 
I feel like if this, they yeah. think they can do better, then they should come to the open mic. <laughs> You're right. I agree with all of your points, but also, uh, yeah. So, so you, so you understand how 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 like it feels good to be mean, and that's why a lot of people are mean. You know, doesn't mean we should always be mean, but man, it's so much fun. I guess the idea is that like on stage, you can say a bunch of mean shit, and nobody's mm. gonna follow you to your car and knife you. Well, possibly, okay. possibly, mm. but like in real life, if you were as mean as you wanted to be, like you would lose all of your friends. Yeah, I guess for me, when I'm being mean, I'm like I have nothing to lose. Nobody likes me as a person. That's the that's what my my brain tells me, you know. Okay. So I'm like, all right, let's let's find a funny let's let's find funny here, and then I I be mean at at people who make soup, you know. <laughs> Try to try to find an angle that way, like I feel yeah. a lot of my um, like a lot of my more stand up y stand up bits is that like when I uh, there my bit about soup, my bit about um, the Putri Makota Joho. I have a bit where I talk shit about the Crown Prince of Joho, and that's because I don't like mm-hmm. him, and that's okay. uh, and mean. that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't. Know, I don't think you've seen it, but like it's a. It's a very stand-up-y bit as compared to my sketchy bits. You know, my sketchy bits are like my bird one and my mm. my muffins. Uh, so those are like silly stuff. There's no real emotion behind it. It's just silliness. But those mm. more stand-up-y bits is me just being mean. And oh, it's so okay. much fun. It's just so much fun. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if you love it so much, then keep doing it. But it's not good. You know it's not a healthy thing to like... Uh, like to keep as a default emotion. So I'm Who just trying to balance Who does stand-up it. comedy because they're healthy? Yo, okay, let's let's dispel this thing about comedians uh, being unhealthy. I mean, it's my thing about that notion is that, you know when Chiho posts stuff on Twitter or like on WhatsApp where he says, haha, comedians okay. with morals, LOL, or like, oh, comedians who apologize, hilarious. And I'm like, Chiho, we should all have morals and we should all apologize when we do when we do things that are, you know, when we hurt other people. And we should all have morals regardless of us being comedians or not. Okay. It's just the that... The same what? dude who was just talking about how much fun it is to be just relentlessly mean is now talking about we should all have morals. Yeah, like- because these are two different things. I, 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 when, you, when I enjoy being, being mean, I'm not saying everybody should be mean. You know what I mean? So just you... No, I'm not, I'm not saying it's okay for me to be mean either. I didn't say that. I just say it's fun. Okay. You know, I, just, I can't deny the emotion I feel when I do it. But it doesn't mean okay. I should do it all the time. Or that it's healthy okay. for me to do it at all. You know what I mean? So like, uh, so when, when, when you say, oh, people who are, are silly or like insane or like, um, uh, or like they have something wrong with them, that's why they do com- comedy. I feel like that's why people do anything. Nobody is fully like, you know, 100% all the way healthy all the time. They have their own ways of working through it, right? And I feel like, I, do, I think it's a bit of a disservice to insist that all comedians are wrong-headed. <laughs> I feel weird. I don't think yeah. there's anything wrong with being depressed or repressed. Yeah. That's just life. That's just how some of us are. Nobody yeah. is fully 100% normal. Right. But you, but you also say hard. nobody who does comedy is like all the way there in the head. The... Okay, so I think the problem here is that I'm using the same language that everybody else does when they want to be, like, insulting or whatever. Like, go ahead. Uh, so yeah. I need to I need to fix that. I need I need to find a way to express myself mm. that doesn't sound like I'm. I believe in this narrative that you we don't. have to be broken in order to be funny. Okay. Oh, I'm glad that you don't believe that because I I don't like like perpetuating it. I think, like any other skill or trade, you can learn to be funny, and you don't need to be, you know, uh, crazy to 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 do comedy. It's just yeah, yeah. It's a little. I feel like it's dismissive of people with legit mental problems. I just think that I feel like it's easier for people who've had to not easier maybe but people who've had to be funny in order to survive oh yeah yeah this i agree with yes those people will take to comedy like a duck to water is what i think 
Yeah, like um, you know the ten thousand hours hypothesis, where the more you do something, the better you get at it, and it takes ten ten thousand hours to be really good. Like yes. for I think with comedy, if you have always deferred to 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 that. Yes. Uh, as a tool to make friends, resolve conflict, avoid uh, confrontation, uh, uh, express yourself, explain yourself, uh, uh, or be understood, then yeah, yes. for sure, you're going to get better at, at comedy just because you have to live that stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, right. So, uh, yeah, this is, this is this has been a great talk. Anything uh, else you want to talk about before we wrap up? I'm uh, just trying to hang in there. Um, you know, I don't know if you've noticed, but the you know world is ending. Hmm. Um, so sometimes I express myself uh, of how I feel about that on uh, on Instagram at Nuha Halal. Uh, yep. Please follow me and uh, agree with everything I say. Mm. Um, nah. <laughs> bi-weekly, 10 p.m. Thursday nights. Uh, my best friends and I. Um, just talk shit. So come check that out. Sometimes okay. we just we enjoy talking about it. And we just talk shit, and it's hilarious. Sometimes somebody gets distracted by like um, something that's happening in the, on the planet somewhere, and then we talk about slavery and racism for two hours. You know what's it called? What's the show called? The Lock Up Live. The Lock Up Live on Facebook. It's her, Mike Sadi, another comic uh, uh, who is originally from. The Philippines is based here, and also Stephen Bones, the guy who makes uh, parody songs. Uh, you probably have heard of. So go check that out. Every other Thursday, this has been the Mental Pacha Podcast, and this has been Nuha, the the uh, single named Nuha. That's that's been our show. Thank you for listening. Uh, wash your hands. Stay safe. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right. Cool. Bye, everybody. Have a good day. Love each other.